Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Why Are You Like This, a podcast devoted to finding out who we are and why we do the things we do. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, and listeners, we're about to go on a journey. A journey so great, I needed to call in reinforcements. Please welcome Sean Doherty to the mic as we embark on Why Are You Like This, Taylor's version. That's right. That's right. (laughs) We're doing it. We are going in. We are going album for album, all nine, to figure out the essential question of the holiday season. Why is Taylor Swift like this? Tis the damn season. Tis the damn season. Sean, are you excited for this journey? I am so excited for this journey, especially as someone who uh, I am an admittedly a late, like a bandwagon joiner, and that I didn't really listen to Taylor Swift until 1989 and then had to work backward. Mm, see, we love that. We live, laugh, love. I mean, she's been around for forever. She's had nine albums. Nine. That's she's insane. She's... <laughs> Not to age us, but she's like a year older than us. Right. And she's written nine albums. And and re-recorded two. So. Yeah. You know. And was in Cats. And was in Cats. Most importantly, Cats. She was the only one who understood the assignment in Cats. I still maintain that. Her and Skimble mm-hmm. walked away with the movie. Wait, and like Judy Dunn, sort of. But that's a whole, that, we could do a whole other series on just Cats. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. I do like that Taylor's, yeah. Taylor's cat had like Capizio heels. That was nice. Oh, yeah, she was just like, mm, kitten heels. <laughs> For a cat? All right. Let's get going and chat about Taylor Swift's very first album, self-titled Taylor Swift, Curly Hair Taylor. Curly Taylor, yes. So this little blurb I wrote up is mostly from Wikipedia. So if it's wrong, that's socialism and you can't get mad at it. <laughs> Our high school teachers are kicking themselves <laughs> That you would just trust something as publicly surfaced as Wikipedia. They're like, you know what? I'm never going to show up at Ryan's concert and make him cry. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Here we go. Following her move from Pennsylvania to Nashville, 16-year-old Taylor Swift released her first studio album in 2006. In a time when most country radio stations were focused on women over 30, Taylor used MySpace to reach a younger crowd and catapult her to success. Her self-titled album was nominated for Album of the Year at the Country Music Awards and garnered Taylor a nomination for Best New Artist at the Grammys. The album has been certified as seven times platinum and started Taylor's record-breaking career, making her the first solo female country artist to have a writing credit on every song of a platinum debut album. That's how she started. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> let's let's talk about what, first of all, for some context, at 16, I didn't even have my driver's license yet because I had to get all of my behind the wheels and I was lazy. Mm-hmm. And so that was the major thing that I was working on that year. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was my big break. And like Taylor did that, which is insane insane she has three solo writing credits on this album 
I was I was looking through the song credits as I was listening, being like, wait, how much of this did she actually write? And she is on all of them, which is crazy. And Sean, as a songwriter yourself. Oh, hey, I am one of those, I guess. Can you explain what it what it might mean to be like there's somebody else writing on your song with you? Like a collaboration? Well, I feel like if you're not in the industry or whatever, you could easily be like, well, other people wrote on it, so it's not just Taylor. Oh, yeah. That kind of stuff I think is so bonkers because, like, I mean, like, I even talked with this about my songs, like, with Lloyd, as I was like, oh, like, would you, like, I wrote the songs that I've released thus far, but, like, Lloyd has, has had a lot of input into, like, structure and things like that and like nothing changed too drastically so he asked to only be listed as a producer but if he wanted to be listed as a co-writer i would have been like yeah of course like it was your idea to like chop that verse and make this that and he's like that's part of the writing process so like i've always been like oh no like people should collaborate and want to i mean i do think it's wild there's somebody posted a photo today of the grammy nominations and it was for like i can't remember which category it was for but it was it actually might have been album of the year i'm really i really didn't read all of them so please don't kill me in the don't kill me in the comments if i'm wrong but it was like a list of like all of the collaborations on songwriting credits on like planet her and then uh justin bieber and then it was like just paragraphs like full like massive it was this massive massive thing and then it was like billy eilish billy eilish <laughs> and i was like and there is kind of a server to be like i did all of this myself but i also think like part of the art form is collaborating with other people and like that's cool so like i never have a problem with it it is a huge feat to write your whole album at 16 though like that's nuts that is crazy and like she's very clearly super talented and will stand the test of time but like again she's a 16 year old writing an album so like i if i'm a record producer no matter how talented she is i'm gonna put an adult in the room oh yeah like it's oh my gosh it's like she was just saying she just did that interview um with i think it was seth myers and uh they're like talking and they were talking about like her first time on snl and she's like yeah i was like 19 and like i was there and she goes you know what no one gave me any advice and in hindsight i feel like someone should have been like you're 19 maybe we should help you yeah and she just kind of sits there for a second like i really didn't have a lot of people in my corner then did i (laughs) it's wild it's wild how the you know time changes everything yeah she i mean yeah I mean, well, as we go through all the albums, we can go through the whole full arc of all of that. But like the fact that we're listening to the first one, I was like, this is insane to have an insane accomplishment at 16 years old to a write this many songs that are from start to finish very well written, like definitely from a 16 year old perspective, which is probably the reason I haven't really listened to this one very much. But even while listening, I was like, oh, I've heard most of these songs before. Yeah, it's like when I was giving it a re-listen. I was like, oh, wait, I definitely intrinsically know them. I mean, they she had five singles off of it. She had Tim McGraw, Picture to Burn, Teardrops on My Guitar, Should Have Said No, and Our Song, all on that one album. <laughs> right, which is insane. And like, also, does was Teardrops, there was the radio single remix, which is like the one that's in the album. And then there's the pop version. And I have no idea which one like we grew up, I would grow up like hearing. So you heard the radio one. The pop one is wild and i don't not in like a great it's very of the time like the the pop yeah remix is very 2006 and listening to it i was just like this isn't well for me i was like this isn't that different which then made me this is my little input to this whole thing is i spent the entire album listening to this you know years and years later asking the question what makes something country music again thank you so i was having the same conversation um with me and uh <laughs> <laughs> i was talking to myself <laughs> well even at the time reviewers had a hard time like deciding what taylor swift was and i think as we go through this journey we're gonna discover that a lot of the countryism that is taylor swift's music is like there's a banjo and she has it's, a twang it comes down to literally instrumentation and production and I and the fact that she loves telling stories, which is kind of like the narrative driven song is like such an aspect of country music as well. I do know that she was very um, inspired by like the pop country ladies of the 90s. And I wouldn't yes. be surprised if it was on her side. 
especially at that time to be like I'm a country artist because there wasn't really like a singer songwriter track of her age and yeah the the young girls in pop often are like girl group the little mix vibes that's not I mean yeah like what was I'm gonna do a quick google like what were the other main what were major artists like topping the charts in 2006 2006. let's do we're doing live action research here I'm using a google (laughs) I bet there's you know there's a Britney Spears probably happening um Justin Timberlake Nelly Furtado I wonder if that was if that's promiscuous nelly or if that's i'm like a bird nelly because that's an important question two different nelly Furtados. oh hips don't lie classic so the, okay so yeah we were in the like verizon wireless commercials were making songs hits era <laughs> got it nickelback was the most was the highest selling band lord help us and chris brown but we're not going into that <laughs> so yeah so maybe it was like what where to put her i mean also i mean yeah like as a young girl moving her, I'm, I'm assuming based on what I've seen in like the documentary and stuff, like her family were like, "We're moving you to Nashville because you're going to be a star, and we're going to throw everything behind it." Um, it's also interesting to me, and I got this from an old Rolling Stone article that, um, so I guess country music at the time was very into like radio play, and yeah, uh, Taylor was having a hard time getting radio play because. This is the only time I've ever heard this. The country radio stations were only concerned about women over the age of 30 for their demographic. Which is wild. Is that like just assuming that your your audience as a country music listener is only going to be people in their 30s? Which is crazy because now like she has the opposite problem where like she's now like what 31 and she's like I've had to reinvent myself like 16 times because nobody listens to anybody that stays the same. But she's also like completely defied genre for the last 15 years. So. I would say like even on this album, there are some towards the end that we'll talk to. Oh, my God. I'm like these are pop rock songs. No, like there's um, one of them started and I was like, hold on. This is like almost like the 2000 early 2000s, like pop punk, like style of writing. And they just like threw a banjo on top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, wait, this is like could be a completely different song. I was actually thinking when I was listening to Picture to Burn, I was like, OK, so I'm definitely doing a pop punk cover of Picture to Burn. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, when I got to I'm only me when I'm with you. OK, what a bop. How is nobody talking about? I've never heard anybody talk about this. song. What a bop. And I was like, this is a pop rock song. This could have easily been produced a little bit differently and been a Paramore song. Yeah. I just, I was so taken aback because I've, I've never heard that song. Yeah. And now I'm looking at all, like how many streams everything has. And it is one of the more listened to non-singles on the album, which is interesting. Uh, look at the difference between the Teardrops of My Guitar radio mix and the pop and version. The pop version. <laughs> Uh, for everyone listening, Teardrops on My Guitar Radio Single Remix has 115 million streams, whereas the pop version has 15 million streams. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, so let's get in. Let's get into the big one. Okay. Yeah. Tim McGraw. When you think, listen. When you think Tim McGraw, Sean Doherty, what do you think about? Um, I think of the Maggie Rogers cover of Tim McGraw. To be fully honest, because it's a masterpiece. Um. But that would not have happened without Taylor writing the song, which is also, do we know, do you know, did she release that as a single before the album? I don't know, because I also don't know how that worked in 2006. Right. How did, like, was it, I don't know. I guess it would have been. so different now. Like, the music industry has changed so drastically that now I'm just like, wait, yeah, we just, we just, like, sold singles, but as, like, radio stations, I don't know. (laughs) I, I bet it had something to do with when on myspace tbt um if anybody's listening to me who is under the age of 30 and didn't have a myspace way back in the day uh, (laughs) (laughs) you um on your myspace page got to choose a song that would play automatically when people clicked on your page so much and that was a big way for especially like taylor lady gaga um oh yeah i mean yes i I remember Just Dance coming out and everyone had it on their MySpace. And it was like, everyone's been like, who is this Gaga girl? And like, now I'm like, yep. Yep. Well, <laughs> heard of her. Yeah, it was like the first step into social media being used in any sort of music marketing way. 
And I mean, now that's what MySpace is, right? I mean, I don't really uh, know anyone that uh, is actively using it, but I know it is like now it's a specifically music focused website. Love that. Um, when I think Tim McGraw, I think I went skydiving. I went. Oh yeah, that is him, right? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Wait, I, have to, I don't want to check. I went skydiving. Yeah, okay. It was called like you were dying. Mm-hmm. Like you were live like you were dying. Okay, I thought it was just called like you were dying. <laughs> um no i mean i think it's such a genius move as a young songwriter to be like first of all it's like you want to say how young you are write a song being like i'm going to talk about another artist and how i listen to them and how that makes me feel like a teenager in love yeah it's crazy (laughs) and i mean i think the the strangest thing in the song is she says in my little black dress and my faded blue jeans which is only 2006 fashion when people were wearing dresses over jeans also 16 little black dress 16 work girl girl there there are some <laughs> of these songs i was listening to and i was like huh this feels weird yeah like she, i i i think i texted you like halfway through the album and i was like um who hurt her <laughs> And I know you, the thing is we still ask that question but now we know the answers for pretty much all of the eras but also that's like such an evocative thing of being a teenager is feeling all of your feelings as though they're like the other end of the world. Mm-hmm. And she really just like seems to have more of a grasp on how to put those things into words than most 16 year olds at this time. <laughs> yeah. Because like when I was 16, if I was sad, I would be like, I'm sad. And instead she was like, I'm going to write six songs about apparently somebody that hurt her or... I think the other option is it's actually funny because I was thinking this a lot while listening to it. I was like, this is probably the closest thing we'll have until f- folklore mm-hmm. in that all of these, ca- like there's these characters yeah, and people and like she's writing from different people's perspectives. And like, it's weird because like you get to folklore and like everyone's just like, Oh my God, Betty's so wild because it's like written like from this perspective and it's whole thing. And it's like, Oh no, she was doing this when she was 16. Like who's drew. Okay. So fun fact about drew. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and oh, this is gonna happen in later albums too. So my sister dated a Drew for a long time. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. so that song was banned in the house when that relationship ended. Cause well, cause he was the reason for the teardrops on her guitar. Yeah, and we have owned a guitar in the house my entire life. Not a single family member plays it. Perfect to cry on. Perfect to cry on. We all have made a music video crying on it. Um, <laughs> couldn't play you a goddamn chord. <laughs> <laughs> but your tears might but my tears might yeah um so tim mcgraw maggie rogers did a cover of it and uh she iconic has been on record saying the song is classic songwriting at its finest and has meant so much to me for the last 10 years she um in her cover wanted to make it seem like you were driving because that's how she which that's kind of like a maggie thing yeah. as well I feel like she wants a lot of her songs. I feel like you're in a car, which I think is like my favorite vibe of music, to be mm-hmm. honest. I did write a song about a car. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sean, are you legally allowed to drive? Uh, currently, no, but it's not my fault. <laughs> it's the DMV's fault in 2015, and then it's been my fault since I then. I love that. <laughs> um, so moving on to my next, my, I think, favorite song on this album, maybe. Picture to Burn. Yeah, I mean, like, again, first of all, I think of its time because we don't really print out pictures that much anymore. No, no. I, we just delete them. But, now we have camera roll. Now we have Casey Musgrave singing about camera roll. And would we have gotten that without this? Maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but like, it's wild that like we it's I love that like a lot of the her songwriting in general always feels it's kind of like what Maggie was saying about Tim McGraw, that it feels like this like classic ideas mm-hmm. and then they just get updated over time. Like you can always write a song about like a picture of somebody that you were in love with that you're no longer with. And everyone knows what that's like, even though now we just delete them off our phone. Goodbye. And probably don't have like a photo album. Maybe I don't. Should we? Maybe I don't. I know. Like, I'm like, should we? I mean, I have like a Polaroid here, but I haven't charged it in months. (laughs) (laughs) I I love the song for a couple of reasons. So one, I do think that Taylor's vocals on this album are better than I was led to believe. Right. Yeah. I remember there was this whole era of people just being like, oh, she can't sing. 
blah 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 and i'm like in hindsight i'm like this probably that probably came from like live performances and i was like well she was a 16 year old girl performing for the first time at 16 yeah like nobody 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 at 16 sounds <laughs> perfect and if you do then you're like i don't know on broadway and you're ariana grande or something but like you still sound like a kid yeah absolutely because <laughs> you are a kid um one of the god so she did change this um but the original lyric when oh i know picture to burn was released is go and tell your friends that i'm obsessive and crazy that's fine i'll tell mine you're gay yeah which what a if time. i ever cover that song it's going back in i mean listen that's like it's one of those things where, like, it's kind of, like, for a six... I'm like, yeah, that's iconic. Like, it's hilarious. Like, it's 2006, <laughs> I, I, okay? We're there. Yeah. Also, country star writing a I'ma call you gay <laughs> moment. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> no, it was... <laughs> I remember, like, there's, like, one, like, video that still floats around of her singing it live and doing that. And the first time I saw it, I was like, yeah, I'm a 16-year-old writing a song yeah. in 2006. Of course. Of course. I'm sure there's things that I say that in five years, I'll be like, well, oops. Whoopsies. Um, Society changes. Language changes. It's fine. it's fine. Also, like, this was, we were, like, I'm still about to get Katy Perry's You're So Gay. Mm, <laughs> it's on the way. Yeah. Because, again, Taylor Swift released this album two years before we got i kissed a girl yeah just to think about time oh my god <laughs> yeah like and yeah if we're just like framing like where people were yeah <laughs> we're at in terms of how we discussed homosexuality yeah <laughs> oh gosh yeah that's so funny though actually like i i think that's hilarious i but like i hope that she's like hanging out with her gay friends at home and sometimes like somebody will be like do it do it she's like i'll tell him you're gay <laughs> 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 like that's the kind of like level of you like yeah like sure i wrote that sure, yeah <laughs> it is funny how i truly do not care when country boys sing about their truck but when taylor does i'm in oh my god well because men think having trucks is a personality mm. whereas she's like how annoying that you have this truck and you think it's your personality and she's like i can drive a truck i can drive you never let me S songs about driving olivia rodrigo listen it's all connected it's all connected <laughs> Uh, and then we kind of get into this part of the album where I was making discoveries. Did you have anything that popped out that was like, oh, wow. Okay, wait. I feel like it's probably the same thing, but there's a part in Teardrops on Your Guitar mm -hmm. that is the same melody as All Too Well. Mm -hmm. And I said, bitch. And that <laughs> will be a theme through all of her albums. She's honestly, like, you know when, like, the Swifties will, like, including me will be like making their theories or whatever yeah and like somebody will just respond and they're like she's insane and i'm like wait she's like kind of insane well, <laughs> like the way that she makes these like and it's such a it's the same way that like musical theater composers or like any score composer will like take a motif and then bring it back later for some emotional effect and like the fact that she wrote teardrops about heartbreak and then she feels a heartbreak again and later in her life and makes the same melody again knowing that her listeners will have an automatic response to hearing that melody again she's a psychopath i love she's her so, so much this this <laughs> album was the beginning of taylor swift leaving little easter eggs everywhere because in the uh liner notes is that a thing oh wait yeah she like capitalized certain letters to like let people know what the songs were about like, she started this way, baby. <laughs> like, the Zodiac Killer had nothing and on Taylor nothing Swift. On and if Taylor Swift is the Zodiac Killer, great. Honestly, she earned it. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that, like, timeline-wise, that makes no. zero sense. But I'm like, I don't know. If she could time travel, she'd figure it she'd out. She'd figure it out. She'd get away with it, too. But also, like, what a solid start to your album. Tim McGraw, Picture to Burn, Teardrops on My Guitar. I know exactly who you are. Oh, yeah. And then it's also smart because um, those were, like, three major hits. And so, like, you got those. And then, then you can, like, let people vibe for a little bit. You get into, like, a more, like, these are my... I think every I think every artist... I I always, like, feel weird when I say this, but there's, like, A songs and B songs. There's singles and then there's album songs. Yeah. And, like, it's... The middle part of the album should be B songs. Like... Yeah, and then you wrap <laughs> and it up. Then, and, then you, and then you grab them in the third half. The th third half. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you grab them in like the third quarter and you're like, oh, just got, I got another single here. I got something else. I got you. And then you devastate them. And then you leave them broken. And that's a good album in my opinion. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got a place in this world very very 16 uh, yeah admittedly this was my i will say because this was my first really like i've like put this on shuffle in the past or, like whatever but like i i sat down and i was like all right that was the moment where i was like she's 16 and this is probably why i don't really listen to this album <laughs> it gave me musical theater girl wrote a pop album vibes yes yeah right and that. but also for a 16 year old the the melodies are there the it's like good songwriting. It's just from a perspective that is not necessarily uh, seen a lot of the world yet, and, and that's, that's fine. fine because the- <laughs> she was she wants a place in the yeah. world, and she hadn't gotten it yet. So she we she got was, there. She was looking for it. Um, it's also yeah. f- like if you look when I look back on Taylor and I like see how like stunning and self assured she is. It is interesting to go back to these recordings and like hear in her voice like honestly feeling like an outsider and honestly feeling a little strange because i mean we love her there are a lot of things that make taylor swift a little odd if she is in the regular public oh yeah (laughs) i mean she's she's been performing since she was like a child (laughs) like she was passing notes in class with easter eggs like i'd be like taylor just (laughs) just like tell me if you want to go to the prom or not like i don't need (laughs) I don't want to do a puzzle. She was holding signs to her neighbor, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, no, yeah that that song was probably the the one overall that I was like, uh-huh. I was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fine. It's fine. Like it's also, I would say, I'm looking at this. It's one of the lowest streamed ones on here, so I feel like that's a safe thing to say without getting attacked. 
Also, I will say I was pleasantly surprised by the whole thing. It's like, I didn't really know what I was getting into, except for the ones that I knew. And I don't know why, because she's never written a bad song. So, <laughs> yeah, the only one I can't get behind is Christmas Tree Farm. But I don't think that was. Oh, I don't even think she talks yeah, about that. <laughs> uh, so then we get to Cold as You, which surprise hits you a little different when you're a 30 year old single man who identifies as divorce. <laughs> Show me the marriage oh, license. Oh, God. <laughs> I was listening. I was like, Taylor. This is when I was like, Who hurt you? Well, it, it was really, I was taken aback because this was the moment where I realized that is, I'm like, Is this a breakup album also? Like, it's kind of is maybe, but I also, but also like, I don't know what her life was at 16. It wasn't my business. She was 16, (laughs) but I was like, Whoa, what is, Whoa, she's got some feelings about somebody or she, this was, this is when I started being like, when you're 16, you probably have the same sort of like idea that she was going with, with folklore as being like, I want to tell stories outside of myself. And like, and I feel like with folklore, it was almost her trying to get back to this idea that like, I can write songs about not my personal life. Mm -hmm. Or you can write, you could be obsessed with romance and relationships and not have the personal experience to comment on it. At least I hope so. Oh, yeah. At least I hope so, because that's how I'm making my career. Um, right. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's all storytelling. And like, that's what's probably arguably, I would say, is her best thing. And Ann Taylor is famously uh, holds track five as an important track. It's true. I wonder if that was still that was true then. And I kind of have to believe that it is because I feel like she's somebody that started thinking about that from mm-hmm. an early age. It's just I mean, this lyric, now that I'm sitting here thinking it through, I've never been anywhere as cold as you. It's like, like that's savage. That's harsh. That's fucked up. <laughs> savage and like youthful, right? Because she's yeah. like, I've never been anywhere as cold as you. Yeah. But like, also, if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, "Wow, I guess I guess I fucked I'd up." Be huh? Fully <laughs> devastated. I'm a crying wife being left alone. Also, these these track lengths, we're we're all like all around like a four minute mark on like almost every single song. She said full songs, and maybe that also plays into country. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a different era. It was like, it's crazy how fast things got short. Mm-hmm. Like we went from an era of like three thirty was like the norm. And then, like, four minutes was, like, fine, but a little too long. Like, even, like, AJR wrote a whole song called 3.30 that was them being, like, how am I supposed to get everything I feel into three minutes and 30 seconds because a studio executive needs it to be that length. And then within a year after releasing that song, everything was two minutes and 30 seconds. And everyone's, like, what happened? How? Where? Why? Why? Like, that's why we needed an infrastructure bill, because we needed more bridges. And that is why Taylor is back, to bring back bridges. Listen... Well, and like even these bridges are great. Like, <laughs> she writes a great bridge. She writes like I mean, she writes a full ass story in every song. It's like, and she has been doing so since she was a child. A child. Like, what do you do? You come home. Your kid has written the lyric. Now that I'm sitting here thinking it through, I've never <laughs> been anywhere as cold as you. You know every person that this child knows. Yeah, I'd like sit down and be like, okay, so like, are you okay? What's going on? And like, but I also feel like when you're just writing songs, like sometimes you just like, like the the funniest thing about like me now releasing my own music is like people are just like, well, this must be about this. I'm just like, in some cases, yes, I'm like obviously making allusion to something that's like I've experienced. But uh, in my second song, especially, I was just like, no, I'm going to fuck with everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that was, I watched a documentary on Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill this week. And yeah. she has never, ever said who you ought to know is about. Oh, yeah. Um, but she finds it very fascinating when men from her life will be like, it is about me. Because she's like, why? Like, why would you? <laughs> the, first of all, why would you want it to be about yeah, you? Like... Well, and like, isn't that just like the most exhausting straight man idea of like, you know what? This iconic song wouldn't exist without me being a dick. <laughs> without me, baby. Um, so then we get to the next song, which is called The Outside, which is the first Taylor Swift only writing song. I gotta say, um, I liked this one a lot. Yeah, it's the original Waving Through a Window. 
I was very. Oh my gosh, yeah. She literally says, and she was a, and she was the right age. She literally says, "On the outside looking in, I've been a lot oh of lonely places." Well, I, this was the this was the first one where I had to like sit and I looked up the lyrics while I was listening, mm-hmm. um, because I was like, "What sort of existential sadness is this sixteen year old girl singing about?" My God! And then I was like, <laughs> and also like it was fascinating because I'm like, she was still. I mean, everyone has the capability of feeling loneliness, no matter how like famous you are. But like when she wrote this song, she was probably just like a normal high school kid. Yeah, she was starting high school. And like, but it's interesting that like this song could still be applicable to her life because like it can be just as alienating to be super famous and not be able to uh, engage with any of your peers when you're <laughs> that age. Yeah, and like most of this, I'm guessing, was started as an idea before she was even kind of famous. You know, like. I would say most of these songs were were almost definitely written beforehand, which I think is a a unique situation with Taylor. That's why I find this album so interesting because it is the only time she had no expectations. It is the only time that we are very much left out of like, who is this about? What is this about? We haven't seen it in the tabloids. We don't have a like general concept. She was new. She was, she was yeah. the best new artist. Although she didn't win, right? Uh, I don't think so. Did no. she win? She was just, nom- she was just nominated. But that, that was like, there's also the whole thing of like the best new artist curse. I know. Just dumb. Stupid. Just <laughs> win your Grammy so that you can have a Grammy. Yeah, like obviously best new artist curse did not affect Dua Lipa. So. <laughs> Look at her go. Um, Look at her Yeah, go. The Outside. Great song. Loved it. No, I was actually very uh, pleasantly surprised with that one. Tied Together with a Smile. Another song that I was like, cool yeah i i have to say i just listened to this like what like an hour and a half yeah, ago doesn't stick and i i already did, i don't really remember what this one doesn't was Doesn't stick. it is about her friend dealing with an eating disorder uh-huh uh-huh but and like was it about like was it like based on real experience yeah. or oh i mean it's her i will say like especially listening we'll get into red when we get to red obviously but like I had never heard Ronan on that album mm-hmm. and um, her like ability to feel empathy for other people, like through writing songs about them is like, so immense. I was like, there's like, listen, like the, her, I love that she like, will like have something experience in her. And she's like, I will write a song like about this person because like that deserves to be like a story. I wonder if that translates to like having a one-on-one conversation. Like if I was talking to you, Sean, about something that was like, horrible in my life i wonder like i would be annoyed if i was like hey i think i've been drinking too much and i'm gonna stop drinking and you were like cool and then i show up two days later and you've written a song about it like i'd be like can you have told me these things (laughs) non-musically please (laughs) that's that's true yeah i guess like well and that's my like that's when i always also just wonder i'm like Especially now that we've seen her in her folklore evermore era of like fully creating characters and situations, like is this also her as a young age doing the same thing? But like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But overall, the song uh, didn't release. Really did with not. Me, did but not I'm... stay for me. But that's okay. That's okay. They don't. They don't all have to hit. No, still a good album. Yeah. Um, and then we have "Stay Beautiful." Another one that I, was, I this one I remember more. Tell me about this that. was one. Of, this this is this is the one. Here, I'm gonna Google let the me, lyrics. Let um, me let me hum what I think it is. Okay. Oh, I cannot hum it. Oh no! I the reason I remember this one is because it immediately I was just like, okay, we're in third person. Mm, okay. Or like we're we're telling a story. We Corey. We've got Corey. Corey first name. Nope, not first name. Drew. I already made it. So we got Drew and Corey. Yeah. So like this is like a full narrative story and i was like okay all right like that we're we're here it is funny like this album really feels betty now to me is i'm like oh this was like a throwback to this era Mm. of like i'm writing a song about these like other people i this is me singing what i think stay beautiful is a song that i just heard oh god stay beautiful because you're full of food what is that's not the lyrics no. <laughs> <laughs> um what is hold on i'm like reading some of the lyrics so right i'm now. not a teenage protege great good to know well you're not teenage oh! <laughs> don't tell casting i'll never get a job 
I know, right? Um, what is it? I'm so like, yeah, this one didn't sit quite as hard, but I did remember immediately thinking like, okay, we're talking about somebody else. Corey finds another way to be the highlight of my day. I'm taking pictures in my mind so I can save them for a rainy day. Yeah, like 16. Yeah. Very 16. She, she yeah. didn't have a camera phone. She grew up not rich, you know? Oh, yeah. You just had to, like, carry around cameras. Yeah. That film developed. Or uh, that was the time when everybody had a digital camera. Oh, it was like Kodak yeah. Easy Share era. But they were, like, not yeah. Flickr was probably really big. Okay, listen. <laughs> 30 seconds on Flickr. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I lived for Flickr. I had an account. I was convinced that I was a photographer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would like walk around with like my my family had a they got like a digital SLR, and I was like very much like I'm gonna like take photography class. I'm gonna do all these things. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. And then um, I didn't. Okay. And now we have cameras on our phone. So yeah. we um, my <laughs> Flickr experience, I guess, uh, was again me being quote unquote straight but also being in love with a boy who had a nice camera uh, who if I got lucky would take like a photo of me like laying in the grass very oh my very God. like MySpace vibes and then I'd be like I of got course. such a nice photo from my friend from my friend so Taylor Swift could call me gay and picture burn for sure oh yeah and that's for fine for sure Taylor Swift, Call Me Gay in a Song Challenge. This was also a time when I was wrapped up in being very butch presenting. So I also wasn't listening to this uh, out loud as I should have. Oh, my God. No, I like that was, I mean, the major reason that I didn't listen to this when it came out is that I was definitely like of the opinion that I could only listen to like straight things. Which is probably why Nickelback was the number one band at the time. Oh, of course. My sister was always listening to Nickelback and I was like, (laughs) and then like your sister was subverting all gender expectations, but we were not. Also, everyone like forgets that like Nickelback's album was disgusting. Yeah, it was absolutely filthy, nasty, gross. <laughs> like all of their things they were singing about at that time were like nasty, and then but like then they had like that one song like picture. Uh, oh, been over now, but not right now. I want you. What is that song? <laughs> uh, someday, somehow, you're gonna make it all right, but not oh. that one. But stay a while and maybe then you'll see. I don't think that's yeah, Nickelback. <laughs> I think you just a different. That's you just mix, You just mixed up. No, you just you just mixed two songs. Oh no! You just went for. You just mixed someday and unwell by Matchbox Twenty, which this was. They're all the same. This was like, they're. I mean, yeah. Everyone singing like this. Look at this graph. <laughs> <laughs> well, like that's why you. I mean, God, people were probably like Taylor Swift. Thank God we have somebody singing that doesn't sound like they're choking on something. Oh, God. So we have Stay Beautiful, we have a brief Nickelback interlude, and then we get Should Have Said to No. the bop of all bops. The really. bop of all bops. She said, fuck this boy. I also love on this album, you can tell when she's excited to sing. Like, yeah. you could t- She's like, I'm going to go off a little yeah. bit here. And uh, this, this one makes me excited for if she ever does a Taylor's version of this. I think she, I think she, she will. Yeah. I do. I do think she'll either do it last, probably as like just to finish. Yeah, because I feel the set. I feel it'll be like yeah, like she did fearless first. Red. She'll probably do. I think speak now. So she's doing speak now next. Yeah. At least she. That's what she's hinting. Read the clues. Read the clues. And we listeners. already have <laughs> a new. Out of the woods. Oh, wildest, wildest dreams. dreams! Come on now, you know better than that. It was in the trailer for the spirit sequel i can't i can't talk about spirit i'll I'll go way too long on the fact that that movie what? hurt me so bad there's like i have 16 <laughs> questions about how they were like hey taylor we're making an animated sequel to spirit stallion of the something whatever that movie is called <laughs> that a movie that nobody saw nobody. when it came out and then we're, mov- we're making a new one 20 years later yeah <laughs> and I think we need the Taylor's version of Wildest Dreams to make its debut in the trailer. We need it right now. We need it right now. Um, all of that to say, that's bonkers. And I do think she'll probably end the whole cycle with self-titled and it'll be like a very nostalgic trip back. Yeah, I feel like it could either be that or she could do like 
brand new. Just like. Oh, she did like, oh, that would be such a serve if she was like, I'm not re-releasing Taylor Swift self-titled, but I have a whole new album. It's just called Taylor Swift. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> why not? And then we all die. <laughs> it's just like, I'm pulling up the lyrics for the song. It literally starts with, it's strange to think the songs we used to sing, the smiles, the flowers, everything is gone. Yesterday I found out about you. Even now just looking at you feels wrong. <laughs> Given one chance, it was a moment of weakness and you said yes, you should have said no. Oh, that turnaround lyric into the chorus? You better. I have like... full on chills from a 16 year old song about getting cheated on. Like, I mean... She really just goes off, and I'm just like, I just don't know if I ever felt this passionate about anything when I was 16. Not at all. Like, I don't know. Like, I... Not a single thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I, like, would go to school, and I'd come home, and I'd sit on my computer, usually on MySpace, mm-hmm. and I'd eat Kudos bars, <laughs> and... I don't know. I what, like I look back on my teenagers and I'm like, what was I doing? Like, was I busy? I don't like. I don't know what I was up to, but I don't really remember a lot of it. <laughs> I think most of it was just me playing video games, which is kind of true now. But well, there you go. Well, but then you like read this, and I'm just like, she was feeling major loss and scream singing about it. Then she hits the bridge, another Taylor Bridge, right? Iconic. I can't resist. Before you go, tell me this. Was it worth it? Was she worth this? No, 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 no. You should have said no. Did the love affair maim you too, bitch? Just like screaming. I fucking love this song. It's so good. I mean, it's also just like the definition of when like somebody takes a simple phrase and writes just the most simple killer hook on top of it and it's just like it's what people want from well also i think this is a pop song i think it's a pop song it's why but it's also like this is why i love leanne rhymes this is why i love shania twain this is you know what i mean like it's like again you put like a, a country twang and a violin like a fiddle over it and all of a sudden it's country but i'm like this is a banger it's a pop this banger. is banger <laughs> um oh god love this song should have said no uh, we get to Mary's song. Oh my, my, my. Um, I was confused about this one, to be honest. Yeah, I wasn't really following it. I did enjoy. Um... Let's, uh, let's pull up the lyrics. Let's 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 educate. Yeah. <laughs> she said, "I was seven and you were nine. Oh, this is like the whole like, and then they. Oh yeah, this is the one about like our like parents like thought we were supposed to be in love, and then." We yeah, were, and then we were. It is very, and then they just get married. Yeah, and then they die. It's kind of like in the the Long Pond studio sessions when Taylor's talking about country music, and she's like, "That's what we love about country music." It's like there was this person, and there was this person, and then they grew and up, the, and then I that was that was, person, and it was me. Like, yeah, very that. I'm I'm curious as to why she's in someone's truck at two a.m. Well, because it jumps to. Yeah, because then it jumps to 16. Yeah. She loves talking about stars. Stars were really big in 2006, Listen, I guess. Oh my, what a marvelous tune. Yeah, I, I like, mean, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, it's, literally it's, both of us are like reading this like, yeah. yeah it's a song. <laughs> it's it's a song. Yeah, it's definitely, I would say like the C song. Yeah. It would have been a strong, so the original album closed on our song. Oh, work. Um, so maybe it's. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Mary's song. So this was like the second. This is the second to last yeah. song originally. So it does bring you back. When did they add the? When did they add the other ones? I think that was a deluxe release. Oh, that's bonkers to me. That you know what? And I know I was really happy in that Seth Meyers interview when she was like, um. My fans have loved to tell me over the last 15 years when I, the singles that should have been singles and the videos that should have been videos. And she goes, I am listening <laughs> and I'm going to make those things for you because oops. <laughs> She's like, and I will say like, even like on the Red re-release, like some of the songs that didn't make it that she's been hon- holding on to for whatever are like absolute bangers. 
And then, like, when I heard, we'll get there when we get there, but, like, when I heard I'm only me with I'm with, when I'm with you, I was like, this is, like, one of the, like, best Taylor Swift songs, I feel like. It's a lead and, and maybe we just, like, I don't know, I guess when you're 16, Mary song seems like the right move, but yeah, no. No, no. I <laughs> think- like, Mary song feels like a bonus track, whereas I'm only me with I'm with, when I'm with you feels like, let's go. Feels like, yeah, let's do it. So we get to the original end, another hit song, our one song. One of her most streamed songs. Ever. She wrote it. Twenty-eight million. She wrote it for uh, her high school talent show. Um, because, oh my god! Yeah, because she was seeing a boy, and they didn't have a song, so she wrote it. And she's a psychopath. I, I love her. I think just like the imagery, man. I mean, our song is the slamming screen doors, sneaking out late, tapping on your window when we're on the phone. And you talk real slow, real slow, because it's late and your mama <laughs> don't know. Like that. I didn't grow up in any sort of situation like that and i'm like oh my god i very much did and i'm like oh i also grew up in the south and crickets are going and like <laughs> yeah no it like it is so evocative of summer and mm-hmm. like and like the like a very like summer romance sunset everything is like sunset lighting uh it's gorgeous this one feels the most country song on the album to me to be honest yeah um but it also still has like a very like i mean the melody is just like it's in your head for the rest of your life i do love i grabbed a pen and an old napkin (laughs) and i wrote down our song i'm like you are really going for some country girl (laughs) listen well that's funny now because like (laughs) i i do feel like she's at least open like she doesn't at least still try to talk with an accent or sing with an accent or anything like once we hit red she was like <laughs> like we're not doing that. We gotta talk about it sometimes. Zach Schiffman was like, "Is it appropriate?" I don't know. Um, I yeah, great way to go, Taylor. Our song it has a hundred twenty-eight million streams as we look at it right now, only on Spotify. And like that was that would mean like we're not including the years before Spotify, right? So like that's insane. And just think of how many it's gonna get when she records it because. All of those recordings go to Scooter. We don't like him. We don't like Scooter. I'm too old to actually Scooter. It hurts my shins. That's fair. <laughs> so then we get into our bonus tracks. Pew, 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 pew. Like, I'm sorry. This I'm, I'm sorry. so mad that I've never heard this, this song till today. It, it's And this is like... It snaps. Pop Rock Taylor, which I love. I feel like the back half of this album, Speak Now... A little bit. Oh of yeah, there's fearless. that one. There's that one like unhinged song on Speak Now. Yeah, that I'm like she was definitely outside of country for a really long time. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I want to find what was that song on Speak Now that's like she like goes off. Better than revenge. better than revenge. Yeah. Oh my god! Like yeah, I feel like every album has like a moment where she's just like, "What if I went a little crazy?" <laughs> I mean, just a small town boy and girl living in a crazy world, trying to figure out what is and isn't true. Come on, don't stop believing. <laughs> just a small- <laughs> And I don't try to hide my tears, my secrets, or my deepest fears. Through it all, nobody gets me like you do. Feels very youthful, but is so poetic. <laughs> that I'm like, I just, what like- are you doing? Friday Night Beneath the Star. She's. I will say, like, and this has been true since she was... I mean, like we were saying about with our song, she's so good at painting like a picture that feels immediately relatable. Mm-hmm. Like, um, God, we were even talking about the new from the vault track, the I Bet You Think About Me and like, ne- like the dinner table bills. Oh, yeah. You're like, or whatever that lyric is. And you're just like, well, that's, a, you know, exactly what that looks like. Like, it's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. And I think the production on this is great. Um. Just I just when I saw the title, I was just like, oh, okay, we're gonna get into like the final stretch and it's gonna be all like ballads. And then this started and I was like, hold on, what? Hold on, you got me. <laughs> you tricked me. And then we get invisible and a perfectly good heart, and I feel like they are bonus tracks. Yeah. Also, I think based on what I'm looking at, perfectly good heart is like the least streamed. Mm. Still has 10 million. She's doing fine. Well, I mean, she'll get she'll, she'll get the streams later. Yeah, um, but yeah, I was like invisible. I was just like, oh wow, what an era we were living in with like between this and Clay Aiken's one of just being like <laughs> the battle of the invisible. What if I was a, what if I was a ghost that could watch you? 
I do think Invisible gives us a hint of what we're going to get in the next album. A lot of like, I know you, she doesn't know you, you should love me because I get you. Loves you like I do. Because she wears short skirts. I wear sneakers. I wear sneakers, babe. Hey, Hey, babe. babe. Hi, hi, babe. I wear sneakers. Um, I'm actually I'm excited for Speak Now too because I don't really know it that well. Everyone keeps talking about Dear John, and I'm like, I actually don't know if I've ever heard Dear John. Oh, it's gonna be great! You're gonna love the it. The Swifties are gonna be so mad at me because they're gonna be like, Why does this? Why is he doing this podcast? He doesn't know anything. I promise. When we get to Red, I'm way more educated. All bets are off. So overall, quick thoughts. What do you think of this album? Um, I was so genuinely pleasantly surprised. I thought I was going to be listening to way more. Like I thought I was going to be listening to. Uh, pause. I have an issue with a lot of like American country music because I think a lot of it is just like weird pandery things that don't ever have any substance to it. It's like I drink beer and my I cheated on my wife, but I'm going to get her back. And I do, I just I feel like it's like always just shouting out like especially very currently mm-hmm. there's not a lot of like music being made yeah <laughs> it's mostly just like Bud Light and cups <laughs> and I can't stand it yeah absolutely. um where I and so I was kind of like wondering if this was gonna feel like that era of country to me and instead I was like no this is like a pop album with fiddles yeah <laughs> and i was pleasantly surprised and i was like i don't know why i was surprised because it's taylor yeah it, it it was interesting to me as i was listening to it how many songs i would still like go back and listen to now and how many songs i can picture her redoing with the current way that she is recording and the people that she's working with and i'm like oh you could easily take the structure of even like invisible and update it and it's still better than anything I could write. So, right, like that's the thing is from start to finish, there's not a bad song. Like there's like the ones that we were just like, eh, like are still like not. This is not my thing. Right. There's no ju- there's no jewels and drugs on here. Oh god. <laughs> but it is interesting. I mean, we both brought up a very important point. Like in this time period, it was there was a lot of misogyny. There still is, but like, oh my god, boys just yeah. didn't listen to Taylor Swift where I grew up, and uh, oh, yeah. you got made fun of. Yeah. I mean, I I want to say that I got made fun of all the way through like 1989, and then finally 1989, people were like, wait this slaps <laughs> you're like welcome welcome to the party. and that was before the like world backlash like oh man we have so much to talk about we in have future episodes. so much to talk about this this was like such a lovely starting point but I'm, I'm it's s- like it feels like okay we did the thing and now we're gonna Everyone get going buckle up buckle up <laughs> so that's right listeners i don't know if you've picked up on this but what we're going to be doing for this holiday season is going in on each of taylor's nine albums to finally answer the question at the end why is she like this it's going to be me and Sean. Episodes are going to be released twice a week until we get to the end of the cycle. Uh, join us for giggles. Join us for laughs and some maybe some insights. If you love Taylor Swift, I'm sure this will be great. If you don't love Taylor Swift, but you do like the podcast, we will be back to regular interviews come the new year. Work. Work. Well, that's Taylor Swift self-titled. Thank you for joining me, Sean Doherty. Of course, I could do this all day. And until (laughs) next time, y'all, bye. Speak then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.